Hi, and welcome back, everyone. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Senior Portfolio Manager and Partner at LLC Private Wealth. Thanks for joining us uh, this week for our Tactical Portfolio Update, where we talk about uh, everything that's kind of going on in the portfolio, the markets in general. And today, we're actually going to take a bit of a deep dive into uh, private uh, private equity or private debt funds, or sometimes called alternative funds. I'm going to touch a bit on that uh, at the end, so stick around for that. Uh, I've been getting a lot of inquiries about it, and there's some things that uh, I think a, a lot of people need to know about them before they run out and, and invest in it. Uh, but with that, let's uh, take a look at the markets this week. Uh, so this week we have seen uh, a bit of negative trend in the markets. Uh, most of it is from the overhang or the the pressure of the uh, the U.S. debt ceiling negotiations, uh, concerns I guess over um, the U.S. going into default, uh, and of course all you know the, the the story for the last twelve months and in inflation and interest rates. What's happening with those uh, as we see more numbers coming out um, for. Uh, for the month of uh, April and then kind of what we're seeing in May here. Um, but overall, the the markets have been a bit negative this week, uh, given back some of the earlier gains. Uh, that being said, we did see uh, some of the earnings numbers come out. Uh, you know, one of the, the big movers today we saw is in the tech side of things. NVIDIA uh, stock rose uh, almost 25%. Um, been a great success story, really, for the last 12 months or so. Uh, NVIDIA, it's a, it's a showed to be a leader in the chip the chip making uh, sector of the markets uh, and it lifted a lot of uh, a lot of tech companies uh, the, today in the markets driving up the Nasdaq is positive territory and lifting some of the other ones we said the other indexes uh, mainly it's been uh, kind of centered around their their success in their products going into all this AI development as all the big players are jumping into AI with uh, we've all heard chat GPT, uh, Google jumping in and everybody else, uh, everybody else who can uh, is. Um, so the, the chip manufacturer uh, had a really good day. On the flip side of that, we saw companies like American Eagle uh, come out with their earnings, uh, not meeting expectations. I saw a 20% drop in their stock today. So there is still two sides to the markets out there. There's uh, still a lot of negativity, especially around consumer uh, discretionaries like uh, like the clothing and retail areas where people are cutting back their spending um, uh, as they, they face higher cost uh, higher cost of living and higher cost of borrowing out there. On the dollar side, the U.S. dollar has a bit higher. Not a surprise. You've heard me say it many times before. Uh, when there's when there's um, negativity in the market, dollar goes up. Flight to safety train. Uh, so uh, we saw it go up a little bit. Uh, we saw the e euro and U.S. dollar fell slightly uh, as some, some positivity uh, over in the uh, the European uh, side of things, uh, and the pound actually had a bit of a uh, bit of a lift today um, after some uh, higher than expected inflation numbers in the UK uh, kind of came out uh, and looked likely would raise their rates. On the oil front, uh, oil. And slightly slower, but still up for the week after uh, some earlier gains uh, on some positive uh, inventory news. Uh, we have lightened oil in the portfolio uh, recently, uh, taking advantage of the run-ups, uh, especially over the last year. It's been a great trade. That's not necessarily a negative outlook on oil, simply that uh, we are um, uh, more of a flat flattening of the of the opportunity there. So we're not as bullish uh, for on the upside of oil from here. 
uh, but not saying it's necessarily a downside, but we have lightened the position in there. On the metal side of the thing, uh, we saw gold slightly weaker, but uh, but not much. And that's just on, again, on the uncertainty on the debt ceiling uh, negotiations uh, as that continues to drag on. As I mentioned, NVIDIA uh, had a great number, uh, great earnings numbers come out. Uh, the stock has done really well. Uh, not one to chase those types of, uh, that type of event momentum, especially buying the brand name. It's kind of, uh, we always like to try to find, you know, the old analogy. Uh, you know, don't buy the golds if gold's running. Uh, buy the company that's making the, the pickaxe uh, that's servicing it. So, you know, one of the the companies we're seriously looking at is a company called uh, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, uh, and they make all the AI all the chips for uh, Nvidia that are going into the AI AI product. So, it's an interesting side play. Uh, the bit more diverse. We do have Celestica in the portfolio, which is a, uh, a uh, board builder. So again, playing in that space right now. And it had a great day today, almost up 5% as well. So it's continuing to move on. Down in the US, of course, we are seeing things wrap up for the uh, for the next election with uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, you know, throwing his hat into the ring. Uh, and uh, we'll be uh, running for the Republican up against Trump for the Republican nomination. Uh, so we're gonna we get to spend the next almost two years uh, watching watching that unfold. So that 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 continues uh, continues on. Some volatility out in the market. Uh, I I did a video about a year or so ago on SPACs or special purpose acquisition corporations. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of these. If you've watched the video, go you know get more details exactly of what they are and why I don't like the structure. Uh, they're suffering badly right now. Um, they have been for the last year. They had a a big run in 2021, but uh, 2022 and 2023, they continue to suffer. And the uh, the uh, the banking uh, crisis, the, the regional banking crisis in the United States has not played out well for them. And we're seeing some now go into bankruptcy. So that's uh, that's continuing to play out down there uh, as well. Um, as far as overseas, as I mentioned, uh, Europe doing a little bit better. Italy seems that the markets there seem to really like the new prime minister. She seems to be more moderate than originally thought, uh, not as much as a hard line as uh, everyone expected. So the market's been acting, uh, reacting uh, positively to uh, to her uh, her management of the country. Uh, and we also see Germany doing well. Uh, they did actually declare that they're uh, in a uh, recession, um, but the markets acted positively as they see that as uh, kind of old news and, and moving forward, the uh, recovery uh, hopefully you know, looks like probably a soft landing which is actually a pretty good uh, indicator for the North American markets. A lot of people are worried about the recession word or the concept of being in recession, uh, but really, um, you know, the, 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 the way uh, you calculate being in a recession, um, you know, by the time we actually say you're in, an, in a recession, you're likely near bottom or, you know, maybe even turning the corner coming out of it by then. So um, not anything we're really afraid of. Um, in fact, when we look at what's kind of overhanging the markets right now, I mean, the two big things that we're seeing is, of course, this debt ceiling negotiation. Uh, you know, it's something's going to happen. You know, they obviously the Republicans have done this before. They're using this negotiation tool. Uh, you know, chances are there's going to be a deal, you know, 11th hour deal made, uh, and everything will be avoided and everything will be fine. Um, you know, if it doesn't happen and they, they go into default, obviously there's going to be a knee-jerk reaction on the market. 
but things will get repaired. It won't go on, right? Things will get negotiated out and, and, and moved on. So if anything, this, you know, this negativity from, from that particular issue, uh, you know, presents more as opportunities than, than necessarily concerns. Uh, on the uh, on the other side of things, uh, you know, the big overhang, which has been for over the last year now, uh, is the inflation and uh, interest rate um, outlook. And really, that's kind of a non-issue in the portfolios as well, because when we look at it, you know, sure, there may or may not be another interest rate hike or maybe two more interest rate hikes, but we're near the top. We're near the end of this cycle or the inflationary cycle. Uh, so, so that means at some point, we don't know when, it's going to reverse, right? We'll start to see cuts uh, or a softening uh, of the interest rate uh, environment, and that's going to be positive uh, for the economies and positive for the portfolios. So, uh, you know, at this point, obviously, the risk uh, of it of continuing longer is less than the risk of it starting to reverse or the opportunity of it starting to, re to, to reverse. So that's our outlook, and that's what we're playing in the portfolios. Uh, and really, the companies that we're focused on, the portfolios, as always, very cash flow strong, increasing yield, increasing dividends. Uh, we're looking for that growth. Uh, these are companies that we feel are strong in any market, uh, although the stock price might you know, fluctuate a little bit. But um, we're very confident in, in the outlook of, of, uh, of those companies and, and, and how they're going to perform. Now, before I let you go today, I'm going to touch a bit on this private equity, private debt. Uh, stories out there because there seems to be a million of them popping up. The story about alternatives, alternative investing. It's been around for a long time. Uh, you know, for a long time, they were called hedge funds uh, or private, uh, private debt funds. Uh, you know, they rebranded years and years ago to alternatives. Uh, and then there was a, a few, two or three years ago, we had the change uh, where they were a bit more uh, called liquid alts, uh, becoming uh, more and more popular. Uh, so, Here's, I'm, and I'm not uh, being negative on these. I'm going to explain why I have concerns about them currently, but not that I'm negative and not that they shouldn't be in the portfolio. They do offer a diversification beyond markets and beyond normal fixed income investments. But there are a lot of things you should know before you put money into them. So first of all, the, um, most of them are fairly liquid. Even you know some of the, the liquid alt versions um, are better. They're far more better as far as liquidity thing uh, goes. You do give up something when when you when you ask for the liquidity because of course the managers can't own things or can't own as many illiquid positions that you know supposed to be the specialty of these funds. Um, they have to be able to you know liquidate up for you in a day uh, on that side. So most of the you know the bigger ones or the, the the ones you hear about more and more and more. Are, are, are less liquid. And that could mean 30 days to get out. It could mean six months. It could be a year. I've seen some that's been multiple years uh, that you can't get out of them. So liquidity is something to keep in mind, not just if you need that money or you need access to that money, but if the macro look in the markets or the, the macro view of the space that you're invested in is changing and you can't change or adapt your portfolio accordingly, right? So you know, if you if you think that you know debt is is headed for a massive uh, defaults, and you're in a, uh, a private debt uh, portfolio that you can't get out for six months or longer, uh, you can't adapt. You just have to sit there and wait. You can ask to get out, but you the price you're going to get out at, at will be six months from now, and it, it's completely out of your control. So always look at what your liquidity uh, your liquidity dates are on those things. The uh, 
The second thing that is a bit challenging and you should really aware of is you don't have a ton of insight into the portfolio. Um, you know, they'll give you an idea of what they're shooting for uh, and maybe what they're currently in the portfolio. But as it changes, you don't see those changes. It's one of the features of, of, of these types of investments is that, uh, you know, they don't report back uh, as often as normal uh, portfolios do. So, uh, so you might not know what's going in there uh, at any time, and it can be changing. And I'll talk about the debt ones, uh, particularly right now. One of my big concerns about them right now is, is uh, there's a lot of new players popping up in this private debt uh, alt fund market. And, uh, and one of the big challenges with that is um, they're fighting for the quality, right? They, they want to, they, as they get money in, they want to place it because of course they want it working for you and they want, they want the returns to come in. But um, as it's in there, uh, you know, as there's more and more competition, there's more and more people fighting for the quality debt. So what ends up happening is, is, is people to, you know, the managers to place that money, they, they have to, Take less quality or lower quality in, in, in order to uh, in order to achieve that. The other thing to keep in mind on on particularly on the debt side of ones, um, they'll often come out and say, you know, here's the amount that we're paying, six percent, eight percent, whatever the number is. Uh, first of all, that's not guaranteed. That can change, and they have changed many times as as the markets uh, evolve. And again, depending on your liquidity, you can't get out that easily if it's uh, it's locked in for a period of time. Uh, but also, um, you know, take a look at that number that they're promising. You know, I've seen some recently, you know, saying, hey, we pay 8%. Uh, okay, great. Uh, but there's fees that they that they, they, they charge inside the funds of, of, of at least 2%, sometimes more. Sometimes there's bonus, uh, bonus fees or uh, performance fees that get paid to them. And be very careful about those. It can be very uh, costly to you. Uh, but if they're trying to give you 8% after... They've paid all the costs and everything else. Um, that means they have to get 10% or higher. So what quality of, of, of lending are you doing where you're getting 10% of higher? Obviously, you know, some of it might be good, but it's only bringing in, say, five, six, seven. And they're turning around and trying to get this higher quality or this higher number through lower quality. So they, you do have part of that portfolio is obviously taking on some risk in order to give you that yield. So keep that in mind when you look at it. Because uh, when you tie that on top of the liquidity uh, issues, I find you have to be very careful about which players you do and how they bet their their debts uh, or their investments. And if they are at all, because some of them contract that out to third-party debt managers, in which case you might not have any insight into what their controls are, what type of debt that they're they're doing. And you're taking the rest, right? I mean, if, if, if things go down, if, if, if things go negative, that's going to reflect back to you, the unit holder, not, not anyone along the chain. So that's a little bit to, to keep in mind. On the equity side of things, the private equity side of things, or the alts, equity alts, um, you know, really look at fees, uh, especially the performance fees. Uh, you want to know what you're getting into, why. Um, you know, don't, don't get, you know, brought in or, 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 or you know, impressed with past performance. Uh, look at it a year by year. Don't look at the average because you want to see how volatile they are. Are they taking extreme risk? Um, and Because uh, a lot of them use leverage. And in good markets, when everything's going up, sure, they go up and they go up more because they're leveraged. But in bad markets, because they're leveraged, they go down more. So, you know, just be careful of your volatility and the risk in the portfolio. 
in the portfolio. And remember, these things should be a portion of your portfolio, should not be a, a substantial, it should not be, you know, I've seen some recently advertised, it should be 40%. I think that would be very high for me to be in alts. Um, you know, it's fine. We've had them in the portfolio before, uh, you know, five, 10, you know, 15% weightings, uh, even, even within that diversified in between a few. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 the reason I kind of bring it up, I've recently been working with one client that, you know, was 100% in it. Um, in one particular portfolio, they were 100% into one of these things. And, uh, and, and obviously, between the liquidity, bad performance on it uh, over the last couple of years, uh, and, and being all in one, uh, they the, the handcuffed to some, some challenging uh, performance over the last little while. So really keep that in mind. And that's the same on the equity and, and the debt side. Uh, so that's all I'm going to cover on that. I'll do, probably do a deeper dive uh, into alts uh, in, in the near future in one of our Mike on Money episodes. Uh, but I want to leave you with that. So with that, thanks very much for joining. As always, if you have any questions, any uh, topics you want us to cover, uh, go to mikeonmoney.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, also, uh, give us a call anytime. Uh, happy to, uh, to chat, answer any, any of your questions. With that, take care, everyone. Talk to you soon.